Hey guys, Don here. I just wanted to hop in ahead of the episode and give you a heads up. This is going to be a shorter episode because we were having some technical difficulties recording. Um, yeah, not happy about it because this is one of my favorite shows that I've wanted to cover since we began. But, you know, technology wasn't our friend and we're kind of doing all this rogue style uh, during the pandemic. So it is what it is. We'll see you guys soon. Greeting Earthlings! Welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We are a tag team of pop culture artists from the Philadelphia area going by the name 8-Bit Fusion. And we grew up in the golden age of the Saturday Morning Cartoon. So we wanted to make this show to sit down with some of our friends and talk about our favorites. This week, we're joined by... Oh God. Is that a... Is that a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength? Oh, no. No. This week, we're just joined by Bob Burke. Bob, how you doing? Very good. You were close. I'll (laughs) tell you that. You were definitely close in your description. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Bob, tell, tell uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your art. Well, my name is Bob Burke. I am the glow in the dark world champion. Obviously, by the title of that, everything I do glows in the dark. I do a lot of pop culture. Uh, a lot of horror, stuff like that. Horror is my big thing, and I actually have painted Toxie quite a few times. A huge Toxie fan. Nice. Uh, I just gave away what we're talking. I just gave Me away too. what we're going to talk about there. Fortunately, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, so okay, cool. so it's fine. Um, and uh, I, I, I mean, when when did I meet you guys? First of all, we'll start with that. When did we meet? That was at a uh, in Jersey City, right? Yeah, uh, and then I actually, Bob, I bought from you at the Smithville Art Walk like years ago. I bought those glow-in-the-dark Batman earrings from, oh you, from you that you used to make. Um, but I don't even remember what year that was. Was that 13 or 14 maybe? That's Something going like back that. a long time. I don't think we met met proper though until until JC. I haven't done these. the earrings in, oh my God, at least five years if not longer. So yeah, since we've already talked about it a few times, you picked this week's episode. What are we watching? Toxic Crusaders, episode one. One of the greatest, unfortunately, short-lived cartoons ever made. Absolutely. This is this is actually my favorite Saturday morning cartoon. I have so many fond memories of this as a kid. I had the toys. I had the Genesis game growing up. This was my jam. You know what's crazy about this, too, is... So, like, in recently revisiting this series... Like, I'm a huge trauma fan... Period. I was very young. I want to say I was under 10 when I first saw The Toxic Avenger, which is an extremely graphic movie, especially for someone that age. Um, If anyone listening ever... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a story about it. Oh, God. I think everyone has their story about The Toxic Avenger movie. I'll just drop it in here now. The Toxic Crusaders came out in 91. I probably watched it around 93 or 4 or something like that. I was at a, a friend's house for a sleepover when I was like nine. And I came across his dad's like VHS of the Toxic Avenger. And I said to my friend, we need to watch this because I loved this show when I was younger. And I thought the Toxic Avenger was going to be like the live action Mutant Ninja Turtles to the show that I watched as a kid. It is not. <laughs> but if anyone listening yeah. to this has never seen the Toxic Avenger... You must go watch that movie. It will change your life. It is unbelievable. Were you just with friends or were you with your family or what was it? It was just my friend. It's just your friend? Yeah, I was sleeping over a friend's house. So no parents around or no anything? No parents around. <laughs> we just watched it. Did you tell your parents what you did? 
No, probably not. No. Sorry, mom. (laughs) (laughs) But. I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, because, I mean, knowing your family history and your dad's love for horror movies, I mean. Yeah, it's it's funny. Me and him probably up till that point hadn't really watched any horror movies together, but not not long after that we we would have started. So I, I would definitely say, you know, as traumatizing as that was watching that that young, it definitely sparked my love for horror movies. So But in watching the Toxic Avenger, I just gradually became a fan of trauma period. All the different movies they make and they have like their own style too. And like in, in revisiting mm-hmm. this cartoon recently, like the cartoon is exactly trauma. It's like over the top yeah. corny and cheesy and and like purposely low budget. Like it is very trauma. Yeah, even even the like full out trauma like horror movies have a, a twinge of slapstick to them, and they maintained that throughout. The oh, absolutely, toxic and, and for even sure. and even on top of the slapstick nature, like sexuality is huge in trauma movies. Huge, like almost almost like uncomfortably yeah. huge, and they still managed <laughs> to do that in this cartoon, which is unbelievable to me. Yeah, this was my favorite. Now, Lee, you didn't watch this at all as a child, right? Not as a child. You you showed it. You showed it to me when we when we first started dating, and you showed me the. You showed me the movie, but I did not see this as a kid because, yeah, I lived a very sheltered life. I mean, I just really just watched a bunch of Ninja Turtles and Muppet Babies. This was, was harder to find, though, life. wasn't it? Because yeah. I, I know it didn't even make it for the full 13 episodes. No, I don't even honestly know how I saw it because it's a Canadian television show. It was aired in Canada, but it, it ran on syndication in the U.S. I just don't know like what channel actually, I would have actually, caught it on. That, but that's it incorrect, did, it did actually. Air, it but... did not air in syndication. Um, again, again, before yeah. uh, going into this, I oh, kind of yeah? did my homework, and right next to me, I have yeah. Lloyd Kaufman's book, All I Need to Know About Filmmaking, I Learned from the Toxic Avenger, which you can probably find on Amazon or oh, uh, even the book. Trauma website. This is a phenomenal book if you've yeah. never read it. It is really like the true story of everything Troman. He pulls no punches at all. And there's um, a small section mm-hmm. in the book about the Toxic Crusaders and making it and everything. And there was all kinds of like legal issues with it, and that's why it got mm-hmm. pulled off the air. And um, so it never even yeah. – they made 13 episodes. They only aired five, and it never made it to syndication. Mm-hmm. So because it got pulled, Troma gained the huh. rights back. Part yeah. of their deal was they would gain the rights back immediately. So they did, and then later on with DVD. Well, first they would they put it on VHS, and then later with DVD, you can get it on DVD. And now Troma has their own mm-hmm. YouTube channel, so it's on there. You can watch it there. It's on Prime. Like it's available anywhere now. Yeah. But initially, like it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I really can't even remember where I saw this. Like I remember being a kid, being excited for it. Yeah. Same. I remember finding the toys in KB. Yeah. And it was around my birthday. They came out. I think I got like a hundred bucks my birthday that year. And I went in, and they had the toys. I bought the entire mm-hmm. line in one day. And that's back when toys were like five ninety nine a figure. And there's only like eight or nine figures in the lines. Yeah. I bought every single one, and I still have all of my original toys, proudly displayed. 
That's awesome. Meanwhile, Don is going from flea market to flea market looking for every single toy. Yeah, every time I see a, a Mutant Ninja Turtles bin, I just start diving because they're the same, same manufacturer, so they, they get lumped in a lot. I found most of them. It's a fun thing to kind of discuss because this show, like you said, it ran 13 episodes. We're thinking it only actually aired five of them before all of this, but it had an insane, insane amount of merchandising. I have the NES video game. I have the Genesis video game. I just found out there was a Game Boy video game, so now I'm going to have to find that. That is yeah. harder to get. That is harder to I'm get sure than almost is. anything else is that Game Boy game. That's one of the rarest Game Boy games of all time. Fantastic. It, I'm going to have to get it because I'm a lunatic. That's one I've been looking for. Um, you, see, you have the video games, which I don't have. I'm very jealous of. Uh, I have the board game. There, there was a watch that I didn't buy, and I'm still mad at myself. There was a card game. There's so many like toys and merchandise for this random show that did not catch on there is so much stuff that came with this show because lloyd kaufman the president of the trauma like he knew this was never gonna fly so he merchandised the hell out of it just to get whatever he possibly could out of it because he knew this was not gonna last especially like if any again if you've ever seen the toxic avenger you know how extreme it is so to make a child's cartoon out of that who th- who thought that was a good idea? First of all, I think we're gonna we're gonna change our format for this episode. But we've <laughs> all seen it within the last. I mean, the last time I watched it with you was only about a year ago. Was it? Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty recent. I do not remember that, but sure. Yeah. Um. So we'll forego actually watching the episode because we've all seen it somewhat recently. So I'm just gonna go through some of my facts because I like them and I find them fun. Um. Our listeners know I I am obsessed with like the behind the scenes and the creation. And, you know, all of, all of that stuff. So animation-wise, this is a Murakami Wolf animation. Uh, the logo is WMS. They're the people who did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which makes sense when you kind of think about they were trying to make the next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with this show. So they stuck with the same animators. The toy line stuck with the same, with the same producers, uh, with Playmates. So... Yeah, it very much is in the vein of Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the same animators also did Puff the Magic Dragon, which is kind of kind of weird. Now, the cast, I got a couple people. The voice actor for Toxie and for Kill 'Em Off is Roger Bumkiss. He is the voice of Squidward. No way. In a SpongeBob to this very day. Wow. He's also the narrator on Biodome. What? Yeah. Probably the second most recognizable voice on the cast was the girlfriend, Yvonne. Do you remember who Mm -hmm. she was voiced by or what else she voices? Her name is Kath Susie. Sounds familiar. She's Phil and Lil. Oh, my God. And the mom, whose name is also rhymes with ill, and I just can't remember. But Phil and Lil from Rugrats. Yes. Go ahead and, and watch it again, Bob. You will not be able to not hear Phil and Lil every time she talks. The only other two I wrote down was uh, No Zone and Junkyard. I'm, I'm going to do these together because they make sense to do together. They're both in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> uh, no Zone is the voice of Colonel Roy Campbell. And Junkyard is the voice of Revolver Ocelot in the entire series. I love that game. It's top five all times for me. So both of them were in, were in a Metal Gear Solid. And all the subsequent games, because those games are all connected universe. So every time you hear Revolver Ocelot, same guy as Junkyard. Every time you hear Roy Campbell, same guy as Nozone. 
All right, circling back to Yvonne. She was in the real Ghostbusters and also in Recess. Oh yeah, so it was. It would have been Recess that we heard her in. Let me bring up my thing. Uh, was she the receptionist? Uh, Janie. Yeah, she's yeah. She, yeah, she's Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sorry, I ha- I am having trouble reading my screen right now. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah, she has a very distinct voice. So, like I said, once I looked it up and saw, because when we first watched it years ago and i was like that nate that voice is so familiar i had to look it up i saw she was feeling lil i can't not hear it now my only complaint about the toxic crusader is frequently my complaint on this show there is no frank welker (laughs) unacceptable if you're doing a saturday morning cartoon in the 80s or 90s it is contractually obligated for there to be a Frank Welker cameo, and there is no Frank Welker. To be fair, there's only 13 episodes. <laughs> he could have voiced the cockroach when Killamoff pulled his head off. Like, that's a very Frank Welker kind of thing to do. And I'm just saying, there was opportunities that were very much missed here by not including the greatest voice of our generation. So, another thing that a lot of people might not know, this was optioned as a feature film, too. Yeah. Um, right around the time the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out from New Line Cinema... The first one, huge blockbuster success. So New Line yeah. was looking for their next, like, big thing. And this was right around the time Toxic Crusaders was out. So New Line optioned it for a big budget movie. It got as far as, and there's pictures, if you Google it, there's pictures that, like, there's only a couple pictures out there of this. You know, like, like those Ninja Turtle mm-hmm. costumes that, like, peep that, like, a guy would wear to, like, a kid's birthday party? So those would always yeah. do, like, the press. There's a toxie yeah. and a nozone. Also, interesting. Ah, again, if you Google it, you can probably find it. If you maybe you, you can, if you can find them, post them on the uh, on on the page for the for the show, so people can see what this looks like. But yeah, yeah. there was a toxie and a nozone, like like costume, that went out and did press. Interesting. And then the movie just fell apart for reasons that in his book Lloyd wouldn't even discuss. And he's a guy mm. like he will talk about anything he will bury anyone like because he's yeah. just honest he's brutally honest he believes in free speech yeah so yeah. he's all about like if something's wrong he's very very vocal about it and um and even this he won't even really yeah. talk about so it must have been some real like shady something real shady going on there for him to not want to discuss it so i know we're kind of getting off the topic of the cartoon a little yeah. bit but it's so, okay so with the nah, movies though, so obviously the first one is legendary status it's phenomenal then you got two and three, and yeah. then you have part four, Citizen Toxie. You've seen all four of them, right? I haven't seen Citizen Toxie. Oh, my God. you got to see Citizen Toxie. It's amazing. I heard it's good, yeah. I'm, personally, I'm not a fan of two and three. Yeah, that's why I didn't see Citizen Toxie, honestly. Oh, it's, it's completely different. Yeah. It doesn't even – there's even like like a, like Stan Lee does a voiceover in the beginning of it. That's awesome. And even like they make the joke. They're like, you know, after you know, after a great first movie and two not so great sequels, like we're back. Again, something else Lloyd Kaufman is not shy about at all. If something flat out sucks, he's the first to admit it. Oh yeah. So like Definitely. we've seen him we've seen him speak a few times. He is he is a character. Yes, he is. But he's hilarious. Yeah, we've we've met him a few times at the Wizard World Philadelphia a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy now that we're doing Comic-Cons, because that was before we were, like, quote, artists and doing Comic-Cons and stuff. But, like, we're, like, now bumping shoulders with him at these same shows and stuff. It's really weird yeah. and surreal to me. And he's, but... like, the nicest guy, too. Like He really is. 
this is awesome. Thank you for doing this with us, Bob. Our social media is at 8BitFusion on Facebook and Instagram. Our website is popculturejunk.com. Uh, that's where you'll find all of our stuff. That's where you'll find whatever shows we're doing, our web store. All that's there. This is usually the part of the show where Lee rattles off what conventions you'll find us at. Um, but the world's over, so we don't really have anything. But what do you got for us? So this episode is premiering on uh, May 30th, which is actually me and Don's five-year wedding anniversary. So yay for us. This is our five-year wedding anniversary celebration. Um, Fortunately, there's a quarantine going on, so we can't really celebrate like we normally would. But I will talk. And then we just found out uh, 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 Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market has been postponed until August. So that's where we would have been this weekend celebrating. Um, But we're not. So... What I'm going to say about that, I honestly don't know when our next show is going to be. It could be in July, it could at Blobfest, it could be in August at Dover Comic Con, it could be at Trenton Punk Lovely Market, or it could be in the fall or next year, but I really have no idea. But what you can do for now until we know what's going to be happening, um, we actually signed up for a couple virtual markets. Um, we are part of the Jersey City the Oddities virtual market you can find some of our items on there and then also the trenton punk rock flea market who is near and dear to our heart has also um started a virtual market and our items are on that market as well so make sure you're just checking out all the virtual markets supporting all the local businesses and also we have our items in a small shop on south street it's called the south street art mart two of our favorite women in the world nicole and nicole run that shop unfortunately the shop is closed right now but if you walk by their window, if you if you happen to be in Philly, there's some really cool messages on the window, so check those out. And also visit the SouthStreetArtMart.com, and this there's hundreds of vendors on that uh, website, including us. Um, lots of cool items. Um, you could even buy a gift card for when the shop reopens. That's the way you could help, and also um, or send someone a post. They have postcards that you could send to your friends because we're also right now U.S. Postal Service is impossible danger so definitely make sure you're sending mail to people and buying stamps because that's super helpful and just make sure you're supporting all your small businesses because we're all really struggling right now all the artists vendors um all local restaurants just make sure you're shopping local because we really need the help right now thanks for listening to my spiel and with that we're out peace